welcome to Osborne Clark's Media Matters podcast. My name is TK Spiff and I'll be your host today. This is a podcast where we catch up with some of our experts in the media and entertainment sector and take a look at some of the key developments of market trends. This episode is part of our series on the draft UK media bill, where we'll be taking an episode by episode deep dive on the main areas of the bill. And in this podcast, we're taking a look at the public service broadcasting aspects of the bill. And I'm pleased to be joined by Alex Hayesforb, one of our experts in this area. Alex, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. No, thanks. Thanks. Thanks for your time. Um, I just had a few questions um, mm-hmm. just to kind of unpack and deep dive into this public service broadcasting aspects of the bill. And I guess as a introductory question, could you give us a quick overview on the key issues of the public service broadcasting aspects of the bill? Sure thing. So modernising, promoting and protecting the UK's PSBs is a core aspect of the media bill and it does this through a variety of different reforms. There's new digital PSB prominence rules which add to the existing prominence rules for channels on electronic programme guides to ensure that content from PSBs is easy to discover on other digital platforms such as the user interfaces of smart TVs and set-top boxes where those platforms have a large number of UK users. We go into more detail on prominence on one of our separate podcasts in the series, so I won't go into much detail on that today. There's also a reform to update the public service remit to provide PSBs with greater flexibility flexibility as to how they can meet their public service obligations. I'll talk about this in detail today, as well as about reforms to what are known as listed events. Rules are also planned to change for Channel 4, um, as Channel 4 famously can't currently produce its own content and relies solely on third-party content. The bill proposals will allow Channel 4 to produce its own content, which is intended to help the PSB to be less reliant on advertising income. Finally, the bill also provides Ofcom with new powers to help resolve disputes between PSBs and the providers of so-called regulated TV selection services, which are things like popular smart TVs and pay TV operators, as well as connected TV devices and set-top boxes. That's, that's really interesting. Okay. Um, could you just to kind of I guess unpack that a little bit more could you tell us a bit more about the changes to the PSB's remit I think that sounded the most in uh, one of the most interesting uh, parts of it and potentially quite controversial. Yeah I think that's right Uh, there are already some groups out in the public domain taking issue uh, with the potential reforms to the remit What they're concerned about is how the bill proposes to replace the current 14 existing PSB programming purposes under the Communications Act. And instead, PSBs will be required to provide a variety of content, um, including comprehensive and authoritative coverage, debate which is fair and well-informed, distinctively British content, content aimed at children, regional content and content aimed at uh, minority languages such as Welsh and Scottish. So we'll see how that develops and whether any uh, changes to the draft will be made in response to those concerns. Uh, Part one of the bill also updates the public service remit to provide PSBs with greater flexibility as to how they can meet their public service obligations. Uh, So going forward, PSBs will be allowed to use on-demand programme services uh, in order to fulfil their quotas. This means that on-demand that on demand sites like ITVX and 
BBC iPlayer uh, can and likely will form the basis of providing public service content to ful fulfill those quotas. Right, so what's this space then? Um, and finally, I think you mentioned uh, listed events earlier. Uh, could you yeah. tell us a little bit more about the changes to those? Yeah, yeah. So historically and, and currently, uh, the Broadcasting Act gave the Secretary of, Secretary of State the power to designate sporting events as being in the, quote, national interest. Uh, that's events like the World Cup or the Grand National. Um, under the Act, the rights to show national interest events uh, needed to be offered to qualifying services before anyone else. So to be a qualifying service, the service provided must be available to at least 95% of the UK and be free to air. So what the bill does, it acknowledges that it's conceivable that in the near future, non-PSPs such as Netflix or Amazon Prime, say, could achieve this threshold and therefore qualify as a qualifying service and the first dibs on the rights to those events. So the bill protects the rights of PSPs by amending the definition of qualifying conditions so that only PSPs will continue to be deemed qualifying services and therefore their first option to buy those rights will be retained. So in combination with the reforms to how PSPs fulfill their quotas, which I mentioned earlier, this means that going forward, platforms such as BBC iPlayer may be entitled to show national interest um, events in isolation without showing the event on a, a terrestrial channel at all. Thanks, Alex. So what I take from that is that there's a lot of planned reform protecting and promoting PSPs, like you say. Uh, so it all sounds like really, really interesting stuff. Yeah, it's a, it's a, uh, it looks like a great package of reforms overall, particularly from the perspective of the PSPs. That's great. Okay, thanks, Alex. Um, thanks again for your time. No problem. Thanks, DK.